0: So the principle that we worked with last week is this, basically that obedience equals humility and that humility equals exaltation. So as we are obedient to the Lord and as we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, then the scripture says God God will exalt you in due time. And we we looked at Naaman the leper and you know Naaman was pretty angry when the prophet This messenger told him to go, you know, dip seven times in the Jordan River because he just knew that the rivers over in Syria were a lot cleaner. But the will of God for him was not to cleanse himself or be cleansed in Syria, but to be cleansed in Jordan. And he went away extremely angry. He went away in a great rage, the Bible says. But then, you know, it pays to have the right kind of friends around you. And so his servant basically told him, look, if he would have told you to do some difficult thing, you would have probably done it. But he said, this is just easy. This is a piece of cake. And so he went and dipped down there seven times, and Naaman the leper came up totally cleansed. So what did Naaman have to do? Naaman has to do what all of us have to do. You know, your pride will get in the way. And false pride is really a deadly thing. It goes before a fall. But oh, when God points out points of pride in our lives and we make the adjustment and we humble ourselves under His mighty hand, we can go down one way, but we also can come up, hallelujah, cleansed and blessed with our breakthroughs from God. Amen. Stretch forth your hand toward me. Ask God to help me. Open up your heart today to receive. Father, in the name of Jesus, we open up our hearts real big today for you to speak to our hearts. Father, I pray that you would Think through my mind, that you would speak through my lips and that these words would not fall upon deaf ears, but Lord, that our ears would be open and we would have ears to hear and eyes to see what the Holy Spirit would say to our lives today. Father, I pray that everyone in this place would be edified, that they would be comforted and that they would be exhorted through the word of the Lord. And let's just give Jesus all the praise ahead of time. Amen and amen. Oh, glory to God. So here we go. No more limits. You see, boundaries and limits are basically structures that the enemy has erected to keep you out of your destiny. You know, oftentimes people get really discouraged in life. And I know that that can happen. It's happened to me. And I realize that life can be difficult and sometimes people take this attitude, oh Lord Jesus come quickly. Have you ever had one of those days, Lord Jesus come quickly get me out of this mess? I think we've all been there, have we not? But the will of God for us is to finish everything that God has started in our lives to fulfill all that God has planned for us so that when we get to the end of our lives, we can hear, well done, good and faithful servant. So I want us to look at John 17, if you would. Let's look at something that Jesus said to us. In John 17 and verse 14. He says, I have given them thy word. I believe that one of the greatest blessings of being born again is not only being filled with the Spirit, but also having His Word. His Word is life to all of our flesh. His Word, glory to God, is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path. His Word is sweeter than honey, than the honeycomb. His Word is alive. His Word is filled with strength and health. And so He says, I've given them My Word. And the world has hated them, because they are not of the world. So Jesus was hated, because he was not of the world. He was the Word. You may be hated or disliked, because you are not of the world's system. You are of the kingdom system. You are of the Word of God's system. Even because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. One translation says it this way. They, my followers, are no more defined by the world than I am defined by the world. Now, if you look up that word defined, that word defined literally means marked by its boundaries. We are not to be marked by the limitations and the boundaries that this world has erected against us. There's an old song that was sung many years ago, Don't fence me in, don't fence me in. The enemy would like to fence you in, but Jesus has set you free, and He has made our feet like hinds feet. And by our God, we can run through a troop, and we can leap over a wall. Say it with me, by my God. I can run through a troop, and I can leap over a wall. When the world says we can't, we say we can. When the world says no way, we say yes way, God's way, and Yahweh. Say with me, yes way, God's way, and Yahweh. And so we refuse then to accept the limitations of this world's system. Amen. Everything that the world says, Is impossible. God says, possible. The world says, impossible. Jesus said, all things are possible to him that believeth. And you and I, we believeth. We are believers. We serve a God with whom there are no impossibilities. And all the God with whom there are no impossibilities is looking for, He's looking for a people that will trust Him. A people that will say what He said so that He can do for us what we could never do for ourselves. Shout it with me all things are possible for me Because I am a believer. believer. Now notice this in John seventeen and verse fifteen. He says, I pray that thou shouldest that I pray not that you should take them out of the world. It's important that you and I are in the world, so that we can be salt in the world, so that we can be light in the world, so that we can influence the world. So that the world can call on the same God that you called on. Man, there was a day where I was extremely worldly. And if you would have told me 40 years ago that I'd be doing what I'm doing today, I would have said, you are el crazy You are el nutso. Because I was going down the path of the world system. Had I not been born again, I'd probably been in hell a good 35 years by today. But oh, thank God, someone came with the good news. Someone that was filled with the light. Someone that was filled with the salt of the earth came and told me about Jesus. And the lights came on and I called upon the name of the Lord. And listen, God wants to use you as an instrument of salt, as an instrument of light. Men and women all around us lieth in wickedness. This world is dark, but you and I are of the kingdom of God. And so Jesus said, don't take them out of the world until they're ready to leave the world. There is a time where we'll all leave the world. We'll either leave the world by air or we'll leave the world by grave, whichever. But I believe that there is a destiny upon your life and upon my life to fulfill all that God has called us to do. Hallelujah! I don't pray that you should take them out of the world, Jesus said, but that you should keep them from the evil. The word evil there literally means corruption. You see, this world system is filled with corruption. And if you are not very careful, if you are not living for the Lord, and if you've got one foot in the world and one foot in the Word, you're kind of doing the spiritual splits. And you're neither fully committed to one or the other. And it's so, easily, it's so easy to be influenced by the corruption that is in this world. But thank God there is a way and there is an escape out of the corruption, out of the evil that is around us. You know, we ought to be declaring every day that no evil befalls me. Not only does not evil befall me, but I refuse to yield to evil. I refuse to yield to backbiting. I refuse to yield to drugs. I refuse to yield to alcohol. I refuse to yield to pornography. In the name of Jesus, my life is sold out for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I refuse in my life to give place to evil in anywhere in my life. I declare that neither I will never give place to the enemy. Amen? Amen. Say this with the extremely strong. I always do, I always do. those things I always do. That, please my father. that please my father. If you have a little check in your heart, if you've got a little itching on the inside that you're doing something that's not pleasing to the Lord, I've got a word for you. Cut it off. Pluck it out. You don't need it. It's just another way that the enemy can use something against you from keeping you into your breakthrough place. Thank you, Lord. Now, in verse 16, he says, and notice what he says. He says this, they are not of the world twice. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Do you suppose Jesus wants us to get that? Now, I am looking at a group of people, and I, and I don't want to say this in a wrong way, but you are not normal. You are abnormal to the world. You are a peculiar people. You know, I, I didn't get offended when I saw that years ago where it says, you know, your chosen generation, royal priesthood, a, a peculiar people. What does that mean, peculiar? I looked it up, and it means you're a purchased possession. We're purchased by the blood of Jesus. But we are not normal. We are abnormal to this world. Hallelujah. God's taking you out of the norm into the extraordinary. In verse 17, he says, Now, sanctify them through thy word, thy truth. Thy word is truth. Now, I've discovered this that the Word of God, it has sanctifying power. In other words, it has the ability to separate us from things that are not needed in our life. But not only that, the Word of God has stabilizing power. This Word will make you stable in unstable times, in unstable seasons that are all around us. As a matter of fact, you have discovered that this world in which we are a part of, that we are not of, is very shakable? You know, the Word of God says that everything that can be shaken in this day and in this hour, is going to be shaken. And we're not talking about Elvis' song. There's a whole lot of shaking going on. We're talking about... This world's system in which we live is extremely shakable. It is shaking on the right. It is shaking on the left. But he says, take heart and take courage. You've been brought into a kingdom that cannot be shaken. I said, take heart and take courage. You have been placed into a kingdom under a king that cannot be shaken. Say with me, I cannot cannot be shaken I will not I will not be moved I've been brought out of that shakeable kingdom into the unshakable kingdom into the kingdom of God now if you want proof of that write this scripture down and look it down look it up this afternoon Hebrews 12 25 through 28 says this now read it to you don't bring it up when God spoke from Mount Sinai, His voice shook the earth. But now He makes another promise. He said, once again, I'm going to shake not only the earth, but I'm going to shake the heavens also. He says, this means that all creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. And He goes on to say, since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful. You don't sound very thankful today. Some of you need to wipe that worried look off your face. And start being thankful that you're no longer under the tyranny of Satan's domain. That you are no longer under his feet, but he is under your feet that you are no longer harmed by Him, but you are under the care of El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. You know what I've discovered? Just kind of a side thought and a side journey. We're doing a little mentoring group for younger people on Thursday nights. And one of the points was that we have the ability to worship instead of worry. We have the ability to worship instead of worry it's a choice and a a famous minister gives the illustration of his son that was afraid to fly and uh, how many of you know you get up in the air for example if you go from san francisco to london or san francisco to new york sometimes you run into some turbulence and it can get very shaky up there in the unfriendly skies And some people are really terrified of flying. They'd rather take a train. They'd rather take a plane. They'd rather take an automobile. Hmm, planes, trains, and... Well, okay. So, but they would rather do that. But did you know that it's safer to fly than it is to drive an 880? (laughs) You got that. Flying is all right if you approach it with confidence in the one who is able to uphold you by the mighty word of his power. But this young man, he was terrified. And he said, you know what? When it started shaking and turbulence started happening, he says, here's what I'm going to do. Instead of worrying, instead of going into a full-blown panic attack, I'm going to go into a full-blown worship service right up here in the friendly skies. And so he put his earbuds in and he put on praise and worship. And instead of worrying about what might happen, he began to worship the King of kings and Lord of lords because he knew that everything in the presence of God was going to be all right. And listen, in life, do we not experience some turbulence? Do not we, expect, uh, do not we experience some unfriendly situations? But you can do the same thing that that young man did. Just plug into the presence of God. Plug into the high praises of God. Plug into the worship of God. And God will take you through the valley of the shadow of death. Through turbulent times. And he will bring you to the other side. My question for you this morning is. Why worry when you can worship? Why worry when we can worship? Why get all bogged down by the world's system when you and I have the ability to lay aside the weights and the things that so easily weigh us down in life? Worry is not the only thing that can weigh us down in life, but relationships sometimes can have a very exceeding great pressure on our lives. But you know, you and I have the ability to lay aside those weights and keep our eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I hear a a, a rowdy amen today? See, I'm not looking at normal people today. I'm not looking at mere men. You know, Paul told the church at Corinth, you're not just mere men. You're not to be those people that are yielding to strife and backbiting. What I'm looking at this morning is I'm looking at a congregation of men and women that are born of God. I'm looking at sons of God. I'm looking at daughters of God. I'm looking at pre kings and priests unto God. I am looking at world overcomers and world changers. Amen. Man, if I were you, I'd say amen to that, Pastor. Amen. That's what I am. I'm a world overcomer. Amen. And I am a world changer. Hallelujah. The fact of the matter is this, is God has called every one of us to live an extraordinary life. No, that doesn't mean we 're all going to be millionaires and, and billionaires, but that means in the lot of life, what God has given us, God wants to make sure that we open our heart wide, our hearts wide, and that we let the king of glory come in, so that in our lives He can do for us the exceeding, the abundantly, the above all that we can ask or thank. How many have just sensed in your life that there's more? and be honest about it. I, I have that sense every day of my life. There's more. There's more. I know we need to be content with such things as we have. And I know that we need to be content in whatever state we are in. But we don't want to be so content that we fall short of everything that God's got for us. We don't want to be so content that we stop contending, Brenda just said. That's a word straight from the throne of God. I don't want to be so content that I stop contending. In times of prayer, all of you, if you're sensitive to the Lord, in times of prayer, you've gone before the Lord and you said, Lord, I know there's more. There's more. How many of you sense there's more? You know why you're sensing that there's more? Because there, in fact, is more. There's more of God for you. There's more of His presence that is available to all of us. Did you know that there's more peace from God that's available to all of us? There's a peace, guys, that will pass your understanding. I mean, you just don't always understand why life throws a curve at you, do you? You just don't have all the answers for everything, do you? Because I don't. Thank God for the answers that we've got. But there's things in life that we may never get the answer to till we get to heaven. And I'm telling you that here on earth, right now, it's not all the answers we need. It's what we need is more presence of God. What do I mean by that? I mean by that in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the grief, in the midst of the toil, His peace will pass up your understanding you don't know how you can make it through but you did make it through you don't know where glory to god this may lead you to but you know that god's got you and he's leading you in the green pastures that god's got your back he's for you he's not against you he's moving on your behalf you got a peace man that passes your pain that passes your grief now i just preach myself happy Whew, I know I preach myself happy when my neck goes, neck goes like that. Just raise your hand up and say, Thank God. Amen. Peace, peace. peace, peace. Wonderful peace. Wonderful peace. Peace, in the midst of peace in the midst of turmoil. A peace that I can't figure out. A peace that, I can't A peace that only comes from Him. Peace and put your hand right here and say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. I speak to my heart. I speak to my soul, and I command you to be still, O my soul. Soul, hope thou in God. Soul, open up to God. In the name of Jesus, I got his peace. I refuse to worry. Instead, I will worship. Let's raise our hand and just worship Him for a moment right now. Oh, come on, guys. God's speaking to us today. He's in this place today. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We lift the weight of it completely over on you. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 You're going to see some supernatural things happen in your life in these next few days in these next few months and these next few years the God of the breakthrough is working on your case right now the God of the turnaround the God of the turnaround is turning things around for you even now That which the enemy has meant for evil, the God of breakthrough, the God of turnaround, the God with whom there are no limitations, that same God, hallelujah, is working for you. He's working on it. He's working. Say it with me. He's working. He's working. He's working. You see what the devil means for evil. God will take that and he'll turn it around to go in another direction for your good. Woo! glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what does this mean? When we preach and we say, God's got an extraordinary life for you, what does this mean? What should our response be? Well, I'll tell you a part of it is this, is we ought to be dreaming bigger. We ought to be thinking bigger. We ought to be speaking big persevering longer, willing to stand longer, and willing to sow bigger. You see, He wants to show Himself strong in your life and in my life. Now, in order for that to happen, and I know this is true for me, and I'm sure it's true for you, in order for this to happen, I've got to make sure that my heart stays right, that I can't allow anything in my heart that would be a hindrance for the Spirit of God to move in and through my life. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means I need to keep bitterness out of it. That means I need to make sure I'm walking in love toward my brothers and toward the world. That means that I can't be filled with myself, but rather be filled with Him. Have you ever noticed the fuller you are of Him, the better off you are? Say with me, the the fuller, the better and so not only do we need to keep our hearts right, but here's another thing. It's possible for us to be narrow and constricted and very restricted on the inside. You know, we, we can get in kind of a pattern in our lives where, you know, it's, it's been that way for a long time and it's, it's not likely to change. And we sort of get narrow thinking and, and, and kind of fall into narrow believing And instead of having an open, wide heart where he can move in and do those exceeding great things in our lives, we've kind of closed our hearts. And I think sometimes we've closed our hearts because of discouragement. Because there's been some hope that's been deferred. Some things that, you know, haven't quite happened yet. Listen, friend, even though it hasn't happened yet, does not mean that it's not going to happen. Or it doesn't mean that it may not happen in another way. Don't limit God to just one way. He's got several ways. After all, He is the way. And I think sometimes discouragement holds us back from being open. And I feel like what the Holy Spirit is saying to me in my life and is saying to this congregation, congregation, Mark, open your heart to me. Open your heart to new dreams. Reopen your heart to the things that I've spoken to you in years past and in decades past. Allow your heart to be open. Because I want to do the exceeding and great and wonderful things in your life. Say it with me, Lord Jesus. I open my heart to you right now. Expand me, Lord, Expand me, Lord, on the inside. On the inside. How many of you ever heard of a preacher by the name of Smith Wigglesworth? Smith Wigglesworth was mighty used, mightily used of God. But you know, he was a plumber for most of his life. God, in the later years of Smith's life, took him from a plumber to a preacher. But do you know what? You can be a plumber today and still be a preacher. Because your vocation and your calling don't have to necessarily be the same thing. But listen very carefully. Smith Wigglesworth had such a revelation of the Lord. They'd say of Smith Wigglesworth, and he preached over at Glad Tidings in San Francisco, and I've got some of his notes from way, way back in the early 1900s. And he'd preach over at Glad Tidings in the Bible school. But, you know, they'd say of Smith Wigglesworth that he'd get up. He wasn't an educated man. You don't have to be educated to be filled with power. I'm for education, but you don't have to have a college degree to be used of God. But they'd say if Smith Wigglesworth, he'd get up. And his first few sentences, he'd kind of begin to stutter. And he'd have a difficult time. You know, kind of like sometimes I do in the beginning of my sermons, you know, have a little difficult time. But anyway... He'd have the difficult time of of connecting and kind of putting his words together. But then, the Spirit of the Lord. Woo! Thank God for the Spirit of the Lord. But then the Spirit of the Lord would come upon him. And he would turn Smith. And he would turn us into another man and into another woman. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit's presence in your life, when you're open to Him and you're not narrow and constricted, and you say, Holy Spirit, come in with all your power and all your glory, He will turn you into another person. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He can make an extrovert, hallelujah, an invert, an extrovert. He can make a shy person a bold person. And so Smith would get the power of God on him and great yeah. miracles would happen. But he had a revelation of a verse of Scripture that I just want us to center in on for a few moments this morning. Let's turn to 1 John, and let's look at chapter 4 and verse 4. 1 John, the fourth chapter, and the fourth verse. Well, that's good news to begin with. We're of God. We're of the Word. We're not of the world. Little children. And it's not an exaggeration when he calls us little children. You may be 80 years old, but in the mind of God, you're still a child. You're his child. You're of God, little children and are about to overcome them. Now, wait a minute. Now, it doesn't say that, does it? No, it says, and have. Have overcome them. Then he gives us the reason. Because, read it with me, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Does the greater one live in you? Is he a great God? Does he have great things for you? Is and does the greater one live in you? So this greater one that is in you has already overcome the the limitations that the enemy would present to you. He's greater than he that's in the world. Why? Because he's pulled us out of the world, put himself in us. Glory to God. And he says, son, daughter, you overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of my testimony. Here's what Smith said. And I said all that to say this. He said, I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. Ooh, a thousand times bigger because he knew the bigger one. Now the question I have for you this morning, is it possible for us to limit the Holy One of Israel? Yes, it is. We found out last week that pride can. Another thing that can hinder us is narrow, constricted thinking. God gave us His Word that we might think the thoughts of God. He said, as a man thinketh, In his heart, so is he. God has given us his word so that we may get our thinking straightened out. And when we get our thinking straightened out, we can get our believing straightened out. And when we get our believing straightened out, we can get our speaking straightened out. And when we get our thinking and our believing and our speaking straightened out, oh glory to God, your life will take on A greater dimension of blessing and of God in your life so think the thoughts of God think the Word of God speak the Word of God how many of you know that the devil is a chatterbox preacher out in the East Coast in Charlotte wrote a book called shut the chatterbox he's chat he's constantly talking he's constantly chattering You know what? He just likes to tell you you ain't no good. He likes to tell you that you were born on the wrong side of the tracks. Your mama was poor. Your grandpa was poor. And that's your destiny to be poor. Well, I got news for the chatterbox. My heavenly father ain't poor no more. Jesus ain't poor. And I ain't poor in him. So let's not allow... Our hearts to be restricted or confined by past experiences, by what has not happened yet, or by discouragement. Let's look at every day as a fresh start from Him. Let's look at every day as the day that the Lord has made. Amen? You see, the Bible says that the mercies of God are new every morning. And and the prophet Jeremiah was so overwhelmed by the mercies of God and the grace of God that he said this in summation. He said, great is your faithfulness. Say it with me. Great Great. is the faithfulness of my my God. Now, I didn't get much further in this service than I did the last service. But I want to close with an illustration for you I think that will help you. And it will set you on your way today with encouragement and with hope and knowing that there are no more limits for you. Now, back in the 60s, if you can go back that far, or back in the 40s, I can't go back that far. But on October 14th, in 1947... At Edwards Air Base in California, there was a young pilot by the name of Chuck Yeager. Anybody ever heard of Chuck Yeager? Well, what did Chuck Yeager do? Well, Chuck Yeager accomplished something that no man had ever been able to do before. What did he do? He broke the sound barrier. He broke the sound barrier. Years ago, there was a movie called The Right Stuff. How many of you saw The Right Stuff? And it was based on that amazing feat of Chuck Yeager breaking the sound barrier. You see, many people had attempted, and many people had failed, for whatever reason. Either fear of the unknown, or they were afraid that the plane or the jet couldn't handle it. And so, in this one scene in the movie, I wish we had it, we need to get more techie around here. But he would be up there. And some of the younger people are going, yes, you do. <laughs> yes and amen. But it shows the, the, the picture in the, of the jet. It's, it's at 93 and the jet's starting to shake. And then it's at 96. It's really starting to shake. And then it's at 97 and... Really, really shaking at 97, 98. The plane is literally shaking uncontrollably. And 99, and then Mach 1. The needle on the gauge breaks. He loses radio contact. But then, there's nothing but a smooth sky. Right before that he broke the sound barrier, it looked like all hell was breaking loose. But his breakthrough came. And the sound barrier was broken. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying that over 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ, the champion... The son of the living God went to Calvary's cross, hung on the cross and shed his blood. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was taken off the cross and he was buried and he went into the pit of hell. But I said, early Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, there came a sound into the corridors of Hades and said, "It." is enough. And Jesus broke through the region of the damned. He broke through the limitations of sin, and he arose victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And he said, I've got the keys now of the kingdom. And then he says, I've got these breakthrough keys for Pastor Tom. I've got these breakthrough keys for you. I've given you my name. I've given you my word. I've given you the Holy Spirit. I broke through the region of the damned. And when you call upon the name of the Lord, you break out of one kingdom and you come into the kingdom of God. Amen. That, my friends, is the ultimate breakthrough. Now listen. Once Jaeger broke through, people started believing that they could too. Yeah, that's right. And so breaking the sound barrier became a regular occurrence. Breaking through sickness and disease, breaking through poverty and lack, breaking through generational curses should be a common occurrence. For you and for me. Because Jesus already broke the back of the devil. The scripture says, for this purpose, the Son of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest. That he might destroy, undo, and pulverize the works of the enemy. What he undid, John, he undid it for you. What He undid, my dear brother, He undid it for you. He did it for you, and He did it for me. It is a once and for all eternal redemption. He doesn't need to go to the cross again. The price doesn't need to be paid again. He doesn't need to break through the regions of the damned again. The regions of the damned have already been paralyzed. And having spoiled principalities and powers, He made a show of them openly. And He triumphed over them in it now i can remember as a young boy back in the 60s just a young boy born in 1950 and brenda can remember in tulsa and near pawnee we'd hear these great big huge sounds in the sky and it sounded like kaboom you ever heard those you know we wondered what those things were when we were little boys and i would say well they must be preparing for war But really what it was, they were up there and they were breaking the sound barriers. Kaboom! And in the realm of the Spirit, here at Heart of the Bay, get ready for some breakthroughs. I can hear the sound from heaven. Kaboom! Breakthrough for healing for your body. Breakthrough for your relative coming back to the Lord. Breakthrough for your mind. Breakthrough for your finances. Oh, I hear the sound. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I hear the sound of the abundance of breakthrough. I hear the sound from heaven saying, no more limits for you. No more limits for me. Let's all stand to our feet and shout, no more limits. How many of you know that sometimes you just need the prayer of the saints to help you get your breakthrough? Life's been difficult this past week. You've enjoyed the message. You've enjoyed shouting to God. But you could use some holy anointing from some of the prayers of the saints. So I want to invite those that maybe you've been discouraged, maybe your hope has been deferred. There may be here, people here this morning that have never yet received the infilling or the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I want to say by the Holy Spirit, today's your day. If you just open up your heart to them. And maybe you're here this morning, you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You talk about a kaboom in the realm of the Spirit. You know, when I came to Jesus in March of 1975, the devil wasn't happy about it. But there's nothing he could do about it. Because I chose Jesus. And you can choose Him today as your personal Lord and Savior. You may not understand everything that happened in the service today. But something on the inside of you is saying, you need this. You need Jesus. You need His Word. Someone on the inside of you, something on the inside of you is saying to you, you should be filled with the Holy Spirit. You should make more room for God in your life. Or maybe you've been just kind of tripped out by the world system and sort of, you know, kind of dabbled over there like doing the spiritual splits. No condemnation. Jesus loves you. And just like the prodigal son of old, Like the Father opened up His arms, Jesus and the Heavenly Father opens His arms to you today. And so it's it's been exuberant. It's been kind of a preaching sermon. But let's make sure that every person gets what they've come for.